Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm good. It's freaking finale week. It's finale week oh, so excited um this finale week feels extra special it really does i don't entirely know why but it's like maybe it's because we have a book coming out i think that's next yeah i think that's 100 percent why because like i just finished this and it'd been i hadn't read it since you know the book initially yeah. came out and so it's like okay well you know it's what we're in september now and yeah the book comes out in january Ooh. like how many months is that four I can't really it's do math right now. So soon. Something like that. Yep. But I'm so pumped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so pumped. It's going to be so good. I'm like mad at myself for rereading this almost because mm-hmm. I felt like it was like out of sight, out of mind for so long. Yes. But because we're so deep into it, I'm like, is it January yet? I, I know. I cannot stop thinking about this. I know. I'm dying. <laughs> um. Well, in the interim, have you started reading anything? Yeah. Fun? I have actually. So... I was very indecisive and I decided to start two books. <laughs> I read like three <laughs> chapters of this one and I was like, oh, let's do this one too. Three chapters. Um, so I actually started. Um, so the first book I started was Welcome to Fay Cafe, which Ooh. is like a Fay rom-com, which I'm <laughs> so excited about because I don't know if I've actually ever read anything like that before. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see how that turns out. So that's by Jennifer Kropp. Um, and that comes out October 3rd. So right it's, around the corner. Yeah. Um, and then I also started the hurricane wars by Thea Guanzon. Mm-hmm. Um, that also comes out October 3rd, coincidentally. Um, <laughs> but that one has me so excited because it's another like culturally infused fantasy book. Ooh. So kind of like the Phoenix King was like Indian influence. This is Southeast Asian influenced i believe i think it's filipino influence. so interesting Um, or if not filipino just southeast asian influence and there's dragons and it's fantasy and as i was told this is like the hangover for fourth wing book okay let's go i know so i was like more dragons in my life i love it already i don't even care how like how it's written i'm (laughs) I'm all about it so i just started both of those so not really too much detail in them but i'm excited for both of them so and thank you both for the arcs because those we got them early. So yeah, very excited about that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What about you? What are you reading? Well, I just started a different arc because how could I not as soon as it came? Mm-hmm. We got a Tessa Bailey book. Yes. I am so pumped because um, <laughs> I love Tessa Bailey. Who doesn't? I feel like I think everybody does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one's called Wreck the Halls. It's like a Christmassy one. I have literally just started it because yeah. like i Put, took it in my hands i saw that cover and i was like you're mine mm-hmm. gotta pause the other but we're you are yes. my focus this week <laughs> so more to come there but i'm so excited and i feel so i just i it felt like we made it when we got a tessa bailey book i know that sounds cheesy but i'm like no, no we're legit yes if, if we got tessa bailey's book i know like, let's go it also excites me because i love cheesy christmas hallmark movies they're the best for as much as i'm not like an emotional like lovey-dovey kind of person (laughs) i love the crap out of some cheesy christmas movies and i've never read a christmas like romance book so this makes me super hyped to read it after you um it's gonna be good so i'm pumped yeah and it is funny. It's like, it's so hot outside. Yes. So it's like reading a Christmas book during that. It's not necessarily the right mood, but it is making me happy, like mentally get into that. I know. I was space. like, is it Christmas season yet? I mean, we're close, but like, man, we, I know we have a few months. It's yeah. kind of sad. Um, and also coincidentally, your book comes out the same day as the other two books I just talked about. October 3rd. <laughs> Why does every book come out October 3rd? I don't know. But I'm really glad we're reading all of these right now. I know. But yeah, everything comes out <laughs> October 3rd. So guys, next week, you should go to Barnes & Noble and just 
buy all the books. Buy all the books. Yeah. We're just prepping you for what you need to fill your time with after you finished CC2. That's so funny. Okay. Well, Sarah, I think it might be time for us to tell people mm-hmm. our plan. Yeah. Because we're finishing CC2. We are. It's, we're about to enter the Burr months. Mm-hmm. CC3 comes out in January. Yeah. That's the end lo- of January, basically February, which Bas- I feel like is very rude on SJM's part. Agreed. I'm just throwing that out there. So what are we going to do for the next like four months, Sarah? Well, um, so we're going to do what we always do and take a little hiatus. So we'll be off for four weeks because it is well-deserved, I like to think. <laughs> um, and then there was a lot of discussion. I know we got, we polled people. We asked our Discord family. We had a lot of discussions between you and I. And we just decided that we couldn't start Throne of Glass yeah. because CC3 was literally right around the corner and four months just seemed like an awkward amount of time. We did not want to just do one Throne of Glass and then dive back into CC3. Yep. So. But we also didn't want to just like not do anything for four months. No, because we missed Too hearing long. our own voices, obviously. <laughs> and we're narcissists. No, <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, so we came up with a new plan. We are going to be doing... A uh, seasonella? Is that what we're calling yes. it again? Let's call it a seasonella. A seasonella of the authors. Yes. So we have some absolutely incredible authors that we are interviewing. So the main episodes are going to be author interviews for the mm-hmm. next several weeks. Well, I guess once we start up again. Um, so we're going to have several author interviews and then we're still going to do minisodes. And the minisodes are going to be all SJM related. Yep. So... They will be mass multiverse. Yes. All the things. So there'll still be fun games. There'll still be like book talk talks, theories, all the things. But we have some epic people lined up for interviews. Yeah. We are so pumped. Um, Yeah. Spoiler. If you've heard any of the arcs that we've talked about, there may or may not be some of those authors. It's going to be good. It's going to be so good. So we're so excited. We feel so honored, so blessed that these authors have agreed to interview with us and that we get to share it with you um, and just be part of like this bookish community. Yeah. So So that's going to be the focus. We wanted to fill the time. We hope you guys enjoy hearing from these other authors and their Mm. worlds and all that good stuff while still getting a little bit of SJM in. Mm -hmm. But we just felt like that was the best. Yes. Thing. Especially with like the holidays and people's travel schedules and all the things. So we wanted to keep it in the SJM world, in the bookish world, but we just didn't feel right starting Throne of Glass yet. Yeah. So. And there might be a few other surprises along the way that mm-hmm. we will not disclose at this moment, but it's going to be so fun. It's going to be so exciting. Yep. So October 30th mm-hmm. is when season eight, the seasonella yep. of authors will premiere. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to y'all again then after this week but in the interim keep up with us on socials Mm -hmm. because we'll be sharing some of those extra fun things start telling you guys about the authors you're going to get to hear from Mm -hmm. and all of that good stuff yes um and then i guess if we start being forward thinking just to give people a heads up yes we will have season nine Mm -hmm. bcc3 yes and we are gonna power read this book oh yes power record mm-hmm. and we're planning on starting season nine february 5th which is the monday after it releases yeah so you're welcome yeah really <laughs> <laughs> um so that's the plan mm-hmm. asterisk asterisk yes. asterisk right now um but that's what we're shooting for yes so if you don't like it i'm sorry we did our best i know <laughs> we even investigated the like Catwoman book that Sarah J. Mass wrote because we thought that could be a fun one-off. No. No. Didn't. No. It wasn't going to work. <laughs> so we hope you guys are on board. We hope you're excited. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a blast. It is. Sarah and I have been having so much fun talking with these authors. So yeah. we're They're, stoked to share it with you. It's so incredible like hearing people's stories and you know how they started, how they got their ideas, where they're at now versus when they started. So it's just been really cool to see as somebody who reads books but has never even thought really about writing one mm-hmm. so just like the time energy and creativity that it takes is amazing yeah and someone from someone's perspective who've always wanted to write a book but has never actually done it mm-hmm. i'm like 
taking all of the like wisdom I can from these people. I'm like, tell me, how did you do this? What's your advice? So it's just, it's a really fun mix of talking about their books Mm -hmm. and their journeys and advice and their favorites and all this good stuff. So yeah, I can't wait to share those with you guys. I know. And then I guess since we're spoiling everything up ahead, Oh, there will be a super fun giveaway at the end of it where we want to give away one of all their books. So yes, massive mail package will be delivered to the lucky lady (laughs) or man who wins it's gonna be great Mm -hmm. listen along follow us on social you'll you'll see all of the exciting things along the way yes is there anything else oh i guess this like we've given all the big announcements yeah up to this point but we also had book club last week yeah so that was so fun. Yes. Fourth wing. Literally love it. Always will talk about it. Yeah. It like it is up at that level where I could always talk about fourth wing. Yeah, for sure. And so. Iron Flame comes out in like, what, like two months? Something comes out in like November. That. So, so I'm like, stoked. Less than that. I cannot wait I for know. that book. So possibly maybe last book club of the year. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> I, I literally listen to... um. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I forgot the name. I literally listen to fourth wing on repeat right mm. now. Like <laughs> the audiobook. S- the audiobook, as soon as it's done, I've just restarted it. Oh my gosh. And I love just, that. I like, what else am I going to do with my time? Yeah. Like I love this book. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. So thank you to everybody who participated. Those are our fam Patreon members. If you want to join the next book club, we do it quarterly. Mm-hmm. Like Sarah said, maybe, maybe it's iron flame. Who knows? We'll figure yeah. that out. <laughs> Um, but you can participate by joining our fam level of Patreon membership yeah. if you're interested. All right. Final episode. Final episode. We're going chapter 72. To the all end. All the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week we're calling this episode Hello Bryce Quinlan. My gosh, I like I get so giddy when I think about that chapter. So giddy. I cannot wait to talk about it. I'm dying. So giddy. Dying. <sighs> when I was prepping for this, I just was like grinning. I'm I like, know. <laughs> I know. And like rereading it, I was like, oh, I see you. Like, yep. I know what you were doing. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So sh- where we left off. Yes. I didn't even read the chapter summary because I got so excited. <laughs> Hold on. Chapter 72, Bryce discovers Dusk's truth. Ugh. What did you notice? I just like, OMG, OMG, OMG. Like, <laughs> the Asteri are going through planets like it's no big deal. And hell are the good guys. They fought the Asteri and they've like actively been trying to help. And I am just, <laughs> just wild. Everything. My mind is blown. Wild. Everything is like twisted and backwards and I don't even know what to think. I feel like I'm in the upside down from... Yeah, What's the from show Stranger called? Things. Yeah, and I've only like seen briefly that show, but I feel like that's where I'm at right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Well, so the chapter opens up, and Bryce has been gone, and Hunt and Rune are like waiting for her mm-hmm. to come back to go and do the next thing, which is to get Day mm-hmm. out of the dungeons. Yep. And she's like not back yet. Yeah. And like Hunt's getting worried and Rune is getting antsy and he's just like, I'm going to get a head start. I'm going to head down there. And Hunt's like, no, we stay together. But mm-hmm. Rune is like, Mm-mm, I'm going. Yeah. Goes, okay. I guess we'll come find you. Yeah. So already they're splitting up, splitting up and they're not following the plan. Nope. And then Bryce enters. She's, she's just looking around. She's trying to get in as much information as she can. Mm-hmm. And she's a, she sees a door and it's labeled dusk. Yeah. Well, so she's literally about to like, teleport back to hunt yeah. and she's like when am i ever gonna get another chance to explore the exterior archives let me just i mean she has a point go ahead i get it so she like runs down this hallway she's like sprinting and she's just like looking at like all these room names and she sees dusk yeah so she's like yep that's the one i'm going because she thinks dusk truth yeah from the email bum, bum, bum. so declan who is watching everything from afar mm-hmm. let's hunt know what bryce is doing so like thank god because I'm yeah. sure he was probably losing his ever-loving mind. He's panicking. Yeah, he's like, Rune's been gone for three minutes. And I'm like, ah, what's yeah. happening? Mm-hmm. And then Rune is like sinking down to the dungeons. And his, he Im- immediately gets caught. Yes. By Mordok. Of course. Of all people. is not good. He says, you're a long way from cavorting with spies in the alleys of Lunathian, Prince. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he knows. Yes. He knew your scent then. Like you like, were not as sneaky as you thought you were. 
Noop, noop, noop. And then this chapter is so jumpy, but it's like, okay. And then we're with Cormac. It mm-hmm. like um, adds to the like tense. Yes. Because I'm like, Ugh, cause I'm like, okay, we're here. And then we're here. I know. And then we're here. And it's like, I want to know everybody at the same time, but I can't. <laughs> tense. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then we're with Therian and Cormac as they enter the lab. Mm-hmm. And Cormac has like gone crazy. Yeah. He's like gone rogue. He like killed the doctor. He killed like all the assistants in there. And, you know, he just like without a second thought. And you're yeah. like, I thought we were trying to minimize victims here. Nope. Apparently not. He's gone rogue. Yeah. Um, and that's when Ophion storms in, followed right behind by the Imperial Veneer reinforcements. And it is an ambush. Yeah. It's just, it's a total mess. And Cormac is like almost immediately hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's by like, Pippa. by Pippa. Mm-hmm. Pippa's there. Of course. Um, and Cormac starts telling Therian to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And Therian says that he knew that tone, knew that look. And it was then that he understood Cormac hadn't gone rogue. He'd never intended to get out of here alive. And I'm like, Cormac. I was like, why? I thought you and Rune were going to start over. I know. And things were going to be okay. And what do you mean? Help Bryce be queen. And you were yeah. turning good. You were going to help the Avalon Fae. Like, I what, had. What is happening? I was like, you can't sacrifice yourself. I've, I've it. become very attached to Cormac. <laughs> I was very sad when I was reading this. I know. Okay. So then we're back in dusk Mm -hmm. and there are planets everywhere. Yeah. There's just maps covering the walls. Yep. And it's all these places Mm -hmm. and they have their names and they have dates that say like conquered Mm -hmm. and a year and lost and a year. And you're just starting to get this picture of all of the places that the Asteri have been. Yeah. That they either conquered or left. And it's, and it's just, it's great. And there's notes too mm-hmm. that are just like wild. Yeah. Like at one point she's like, it says like, you know, like, you know, denizens learned of our methods too quickly. We lost many to their unified front evacuated. And you just get this whole picture and they get to Midgard and the notes there say ideal world located indigenous life, not sustainable, but conditions prime for colonization have contacted others to share bounties. And you're like, what is that? What does that mean? Like what others, like, are there more Asteri is my question. I don't know. And then it says more, it says the aquatic shifters can hold a hybrid form far more easily than those on land. They did not see the old enemy who offered a hand through space and time like a fish to bait. They came and they opened the gates to us willingly. They walked through them to Midgard at our invitation, leaving behind, the world they knew so like the Assyri were behind all of this apparently yes and it is scary um and then there's a digital ori so kind of like what mm-hmm. the autumn king yeah has and she starts to see like more places and yes. more notes mm-hmm. and one of those notes is about hell yeah and it says that it was lost and these notes are insane it says, a dark, cold world with mighty creatures of night. They saw through our lures. Once warring factions, the royal armies of hell united and marched against us. We were overwhelmed and abandoned their world, but they gave chase. Learned from our captured lieutenants how to slip between the cracks in realms. They found us on Midgard in 17002. Tried to convince our lord prey of what we were, and some fell to their charms. We lost a third of our meals to them. Meals. (laughs) War lasted until nearly the end of 17003. They were defeated and sent back to hell. Far too dangerous to allow them access to this world again, though they might try. They developed attachments to the Midgard colonists. Referencing like Thea and Adis. Ah! And you're just like, oh my gosh. Like everything that Apollyon said was right. Like hell had come to help. Yes. And like we're trying to defeat the Asteria. And it's like you think of hell and you think like monsters and evil. But it's like all those demons that came unleashed and attacked all of Midgard. But like how evil does the Asteria have to be for even hell to be like, no, we're done. Yeah. Like not only are you not going to conquer us, you're not conquering anybody. Yeah. It's wild. It's crazy for sure. (sighs) Ah. And so Bryce is like just frantically searching 
like all of these like planets for the Asteri's homeworld mm-hmm. when the intercom comes on and it's Rigolus saying to her, even we have forgotten where its ruins lie. Because I guess they're so old and they've gone through so many planets. Yep. And she responds, I am going to fucking kill you. That's a great response. I don't think it's going to happen, but <laughs> okay. Maybe one day. Here we go. Okay. Chapter 73. Rigolus explains. Freaking Holy shit. Danica. Freaking <laughs> Danica. It's always Danica. Always Danica. Like, how did she figure all this out? And like the Asteri literally pushing Micah to kill her. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm astounded mm-hmm. at this chapter i feel like this is like almost like chapter 54 of Akamath where you're just like what <laughs> all of this was connected <laughs> only this I is like the that. not the loving flirtatious yeah way. yeah this, this is, is like, like the holy shit yes this is, the, <laughs> this is the crazy death kind of way yes yeah that's too funny well apparently like they have not been as secretive or clever yes. as they thought. Like, Which they does have... not surprise me. No. Well, for as many freaking cameras are everywhere, the fact that Mordok's <laughs> a bloodhound. Like, these are common knowledge things, and they are not subtle. Like, this group is known everywhere. I was like, you guys could have done such a better job being way more secretive. Like, why were we not just texting on Declan's, like, super protected phones? Yeah. Like, that's how all communication should have been done. <laughs> but no. <laughs> yeah. But um, Regulus just like admits almost immediately to what Bryce is saying, but Mm -hmm. he has the perspective of like, well, yeah, he says, why do you drink water and eat food? Like we're higher beings. We're gods. Like you cannot blame us if our source of nutrition is inconvenient for you. And there's a part of me is like, well, I guess like rational a little bit. I know. I, I kind of agree. And like I said, I mean, everybody dies. So I get the whole second light thing and it doesn't really do anything. If you take the first light, like you making the drop doesn't negatively affect you. Like people want to make the drop so that they become immortal. Yeah. So like what? I I still don't grasp like why it's bad. I know. He says like, we keep you healthy and happy and allow you to roam free on this planet. We've even let the humans live all this time just to give you veneer someone to rule over in exchange, all we ask is a little of your power. Uh? As I said, I don't necessarily think it's the worst thing ever. I'm like, maybe Yeah. we can figure something out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But it is, I don't know. There's a part of me that's like circle of life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's you're going to do the drop anyways. Like, why is it so bad if they take that, like, fraction of power that's released? Yeah. Like, what is it? I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, yeah. But apparently he like heard the voicemail she left for Juniper and mm-hmm. like they've known all along. Right. So. But once they heard that voicemail, they're like, oh, she's coming tomorrow. So like yeah. they had everything set up. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a trap. Mm-hmm, but, um, but he wanted her here. He's like, no, yeah. this is what I wanted all along because you're going to reopen the rifts. Yeah. Since she's starborn and the horn is just bound to her body and power. I was yep. like, oh, well, this is great. That literally walked into their trap. Yeah. So exactly what Day said. It's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. Yes. It's unfortunate. So you guys were not as crafty as you thought you were. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the whole reason why he wants her to do this is like they're stuck. Mm-hmm. Like they're used to being able to like conquer a world and move on mm-hmm. and, and do all that. But they have been locked in on Midgard since um Queen Thea and her daughters like had sealed yep that mm-hmm. um and so he's like you I need you to like open this mm-hmm. for me yeah but so so then it's not just like okay they have a system set up here and it's working like they're still conquerors like right. they want to get out they want to destroy these planets or take people over so right there is quite a bit of like nefariousness Mm -hmm. there as well and that's where you start to get like oh this isn't just like simple like circle of life i need food like you are Mm -hmm. out to conquer the universe in a way um but he also shares a little bit about danica like you said Mm -hmm. what did you notice there um just that like 
you know, her quest, like how it began with her bloodhound gift. And she did all this research and um, just the magic of the shifters dates back for forever. And like, that's why that specific book Jessica told her about. And it's like, that took her all the way back to figuring out basically that the shifters are fey. Yeah. Which like what? Yeah. That like. But they're like a different kind, kind of fey. They're yeah. like a fey from a different planet. Like there's fey from this planet. Right. And there's fey from that planet. And Right. And it's like the like you they didn't want people to know because they wanted them to be enemies. Yeah. Which I don't know why. Oh, distraction. Right. If they're fighting each other, they're not looking. I guess. At the Asteri. I guess. It's a classic tactic. I guess. Yeah. But I was like, I feel like it's not as big of a deal. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But yeah, I mean, I guess if you're trying to keep people distracted and not looking, then yeah, yep. you don't want them to know. But I was like, this is the secret that we had to kill Danica over. I don't know. But basically, he got like Micah looped in because Micah was an archangel and bound to him and mm-hmm. wanted to serve and do all the things and wanted the notoriety. And so he made Micah think it was his own idea to basically kill Danica. But it was I mean, it was all them like the Asteri wanted Danica dead for the knowledge that she had and what she could do, like, mm-hmm. especially if she took over as like a prime. Um, and yes, yeah, so they got Micah to kill her with the whole synth thing. Like, yep. I'm just like, it's crazy that she knew all this and found all of this out. Yeah. So when Bryce hears that, she she kind of just like shoots out of her chair. Mm-hmm. and because she's furious right she's like right. they'd kill danica she's gonna rip them to shreds so she's entering right rage mode mm-hmm. um and Rigola says you can try to run if that will make you feel better and she says that she didn't give him a chance to say more before she teleported back to the alcove hunt's power fading like a dimming flame inside of her no sign of rune but hunt he was on his knees. And so Hunt has been captured. And who is there but the Harpy? And this plan has gone completely to shit. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. How are they going to get out of this? Chapter question. 74. Mm-hmm. Therian runs. Cormac is lost. Bryce, Hunt, and Rune are in the Asteris dungeons. The hind is day. <laughs> oh my gosh that's insane behind his day like i am flabbergasted i know but like rereading this yeah. i'm like oh how did i not guess it yeah i i know how i didn't guess it like i i i don't skim but i read without focus Sometimes. on details I like i don't focus on well, details you were so when this book first comes out it's like you're just grabbing you're like i gotta know what happens right that like you can miss some things yes wild yeah so we start with Cormac he's fighting Pippa and he finally convinces Therian to run which he gladly does because he needs to get to water yeah I'm like Therian ridiculous <laughs> um and then five of the Asteri show up yeah I was like oh boy <laughs> and that's when Cormac erupts into like this ball of fire and he I did I didn't know that was one of his powers um no I was like do you I feel like we didn't know you had fire power. You had shadow power and teleporting, but like the fire too. They aren't known for fire, but apparently he does. And he turns himself in this ball of fire and he takes out Pippa and the mech suits. And it just like keeps growing and yep. the building explodes. So he's dead. And I totally forgot that Cormac died. And that made me so sad reading <laughs> this. I was like, wait, what? I totally <laughs> forgot you died. There was a part of me that thought, he might not be dead. Yeah. But then rereading it this time, I was like, no, I think he's pretty dead. Pretty pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm pre- pretty sure he's dead on that one. Oh, it's sad though. Yes. Poor Cormac. Mm-hmm. But he can be with his love Sophie now. I know. Mm. Yes. Okay. So then we're in the dungeons. Yes. So Rune and hunt and bryce are all held captive there with the Mm -hmm. harpy and the harpy is in like crazy psycho torture mode which Mm -hmm. makes sense yes and mordok is down there too and he says something that's interesting 
he tells Hunt that his scent is wrong. Mm-hmm. And Hunt's like, what does that mean? And he says, you're just, you don't smell like any other angel I've scented. And it's like, what? You're like, okay. And like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, I have no idea. Like, is he a super special angel? Is it because of the whole mating with Bryce thing? Like what? Don't know. Yeah. But then he's also telling Rune how he basically tracked him everywhere for the past few weeks. And like, he knew exactly what rune was doing so yes thank you for walking right into our trap yeah but then it's the harpy yes so mordok leaves because the harpy is like i want time basically to torture them before she gets here yeah that's the hind um and she's just like teasing and taunting and trying to rile them all up right which she successfully does um And she winds up going for Rune and begins to, like, start poking him with a knife. But she is knocked away by someone. Says, all the thoughts in Rune's head eddied away as a familiar lovely scent hit him. And his, as he beheld the female who leapt to her feet, now a wall between him and the harpy. The hind. Ah! Oh, my gosh. It's insane. It's insane. Okay. Chapter 75. Yes. The hind reveals herself. Bryce, Hunt, and Rune are taken to Rigolus. Thoughts? I cannot believe the hind kills the harpy and then helps them stage it. Lydia. Lydia is amazing. <gasps> but like, I feel so bad for Rune during this moment. It's like realizing who this person is that you're mentally in love with. Yeah. But then like realizing this person is a bad person. The Heinz done horrible things. It's She's so tortured hard. so many people. You're like, how can I love her? Yeah. So his mental like state, I just feel so bad for him in this mm, moment. Yeah. So. All right. So the harpy is pissed mm-hmm. because the Heinz just took her out and they like just start fighting and the harpy's like, I knew it. I always knew it. You mm-hmm. traitorous bitch. And you're like, Aah. yeah, it's the Heinz. Behind his day. Mm-hmm. And Rune even whispers like day and she confirms night. And it's like, holy shit. It's crazy. Yep. Rune's thinking, like he says, as her beckoning scent floated to him, a scent that was somehow entwined with his own, it was very faint, like a shadow, so vague that he doubted anyone else would realize the underlying scent belonged to him. I was like, isn't there a, a hellhound or like a bloodhound right around here? Doesn't Mordok have like the nose of the you gods? Know what? That's a great point. I was like, of course he would. How does he not know if you can smell it? Well, maybe because it's like mind related. I don't know. I was like, I was like, you're smelling this. How does Mordok not smell this? I was like, this feels very mm, wishy-washy here. I don't know. But anyways, please continue. So the hind and the harpy are fighting. Yes. And and the hind kills the harpy, essentially. Yeah. Very like quick and efficient i was very impressed she like oh yeah stabs her through the vocal cords like <laughs> to the ground so she can't yeah. scream and then just like stabs her through the head i was like whoa that yeah. was that was impressive it was super impressive and rune is kind of like she's just shocked yeah it's like he almost doesn't have anything to say to her he's just like staring i know um and bryce asks, like was this a trap Mm-hmm. And she admits, like, not in the way that you're thinking. She tells Rune, I tried to warn you that I believed Regulus wanted you to come here, that he knew you would, but I was interrupted. When I was finally able to reach out to you again, it was clear that only those of us in Sandriel's Triari knew about Regulus's plan and that Mordok had been feeding him information to warn you off would have been to give myself away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm, I feel like you could have done a little bit of warning, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, because Hun even goes like, and we couldn't have that. Mm-hmm. And she goes, there's a great deal that you do not understand. And like Bryce is even pissed. She's like, you killed Sophie. And Lydia's like, no, I called for this city ship to save her. And they arrived too late. So we learn about those stones that she had mm-hmm. and that they're like beacons. Yeah. And that they called out to the Ocean Queen to get the ships there and to save the people that are down there. So back when that city ship appeared yeah. for Bryce, like that was the hind. Right. It wasn't her starlight. Like no. it was the hind dropping that stone, which is crazy. Um, and she like Lydia saved them all. That's amazing to me. And yeah. it's like, she tells Rune, she's like, I told myself I wouldn't like intervene. I wouldn't help. And she's like, but I couldn't, I, I like, had to help you. Yeah. So, 
and she's then, like clearly in love with him oh so hard yeah and she um no and so in the middle of this hunt asks with asks bryce did you find the truth and she says that i did but then pollux is coming yeah and the hind's like like we have to make this appear real mm-hmm. like we cannot break this line of communication yeah and bryce goes i shouldn't enjoy this so much and <laughs> she just starts beating the shit out of the hind yes and i kind of appreciated that i but kind I of loved it still feel bad for the hind she's doing her best i know like she's spying she like she knows so much information like there's a yeah. reason she couldn't tell you like yeah. that, that it was an actual trap like she can't there's so much at stake for her mm-hmm. so and yeah. before bryce gets taken off the hind like whispers something to her mm-hmm. but we don't know what it is no like what did you say i know of all the things you could tell bryce what, what did you did tell you bryce anywho so pollock snatches her yep. and they all get to ride the elevator up and Bryce and Hunt are holding hands when he realizes that her manacles are loose, as if the hind realized that Bryce needed to get out because of the information that she had. He's, I'm just like, the fact that the hind realized it too, and like he realized, it, like Bryce is the person that needs to escape. Like everybody yeah. else can suffer, be tortured, die, but Bryce needs to get out. Yeah. And so the hind realizing that too is like critical. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so sad. He's like, He's thinking to himself, like, he was holding his mate's hand for the last time. We need to stop that kind of talk. We got to go in positive, people. No, no. Hunt (laughs) Hunt knows what is coming. And it just, like, breaks my heart for him because he knows, like, he's about to lose Bryce forever. Whether he dies, whether they both die, whatever it is. It's just, like, such a reality check. And Mm -hmm. it's so sad. Um, Speaking of hearts breaking. Uh Uh-huh. Day is trying to talk to Rune and Rune is just like Ugh. shutting her out. He's literally building like this brick wall surrounded by like iron and then black metal. And I was just like, oh, Rune. I was like, you have to let her in. Like she couldn't tell you. Like, let if, her explain. If she had told you, hey, I'm the hind, he'd, you would have never, yeah. you would have never trusted her. You would have never fallen in love. Like yep. you would have thought that she was trying to trap you. Yep. There's no way. Like, how does she tell you? Yeah. Like how do, if you're that person, there's literally no good way no. to tell somebody. There isn't. Rune needs to get over himself right I now. Know. I know. Can't believe I'm saying that. I love Rune, but I'm like, Mm-mm. I know. But that mental wall like stops instantly the second that Pollux like grabs Lydia's throat. Yeah. Um, and she's like, does this like slight wince in pain, but he's like super possessive because he's like, oh, do you like looking? And yeah. he's like, kisses her and he's like licking her like neck. And he's like, oh, maybe you can watch. And I was like, Ew. I was like, poor Lydia. Like Pollux. Like, okay, so we just realized that Day is Lydia. Yep. That means that Pollux is the the terrible guy that's been snatching her yep. and then she's hated for years and that she's bound to. Yeah. That's even worse. It's like it's so it bad. already sucks that she's behind and has to do all these things. But the fact that she's tied to Pollux, like the worst possible guy who probably has like the like most rageful sex ever. Yeah. Poor thing. It's so sad. I know. Um, and then we pivot to Bryce's like point of view. And her thought process is, like, so sad. Mm-hmm. She says that she wish she called her mom and Randall, wish she could hear their voices one more time, wish she'd made things right with June, wish she'd lain low and been normal and lived out a long, happy life with Hunt. It wouldn't have been normal, though. It would have been contented ignorance. And any children they had, their power would one day have also been siphoned off to fuel these cities and the monsters who ruled them. The cycle had to stop somewhere. Other worlds had managed to overthrow them. Hell had managed to kick them out. But Bryce knew she and Hunt and Rune wouldn't be the ones to stop the cycle. That task would be left to others. Like, they are all convinced they're about to die. Yeah. For good reason. Yeah. So, and it, like, yeah, she's just... I mean, they're walking to the Asteria's throne. So it's like, okay, you know what they can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have power emanating through video screens. Like, yeah. they can clearly take these three down. Um, but, like, as she's walking, she sees this quartz gate in the hallway, wondering, like, if that's where they're going to make the portal to hell. Yeah. Um, because 
I don't think we mentioned it, but like in the last chapter when Rigolos was telling her all this stuff, she's like, why? And he's like, like, I needed, like, I don't care that, you know, like I needed Rune and Hunt here so that I could leverage you to do all these things. Yeah. Like, so he knows that they're her weakness and Mm -hmm. she's assuming like, this is where it's all about to go down. So, yep. I don't know. But Rigola says to Bryce as she gets to the throne, he says, I suppose you're pleased to have added yet another angel to to your kill list with the death of the harpy. I do hope you're ready to pay for it. Oh, Oh, ominous. Boy. All right. Chapter 76. Bryce Hunt and Rune work together to get Bryce out and to get help from hell. I said I'm losing (laughs) my mind over here. Like the goodbyes and Bryce leaving Hunt and Rune there. I'm dying, dying inside here. All the feels. All of it. Um, speaking of feels, Hunt's wings are literally oh displayed gosh. right above the Assyrian thrones. That's terrible. I just can't. Like, he, like, seeing them obviously brings back all the memories, PTSD, yeah. but then, like, Bryce seeing them. <laughs> like, it's just so, ugh. It's awful. Sad. Um, so Bryce is being her typical, like bantering self. Mm-hmm. Um, and Regulus is like getting down to business. He's essentially like, um, shall we banter some more? Can I get to the part where I order you to confess the names of your allies? And she's playing it coy. She's like, oh, it's just us. Like there's no one else. And he's like, nope. He says, I already know about Cormac. And by the way, he's dead. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. So Cormac is dead. And there was, like, an unknown male with him that got yes. away. So, obviously, that's Therian. So, that's good that he He's not away. identified, at least. Right. He's not identified, and he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we know that Pippa's dead now, too. So, I guess that's positive. She was kind of crazy. So, I'm not really too concerned about that one. Well, yeah. Now I'm worried, like, who in Ophion is going to come in her stead. Yeah. It's I feel like it's going to be someone who's even worse. Is there even anybody left? There was five Asteria at that lab. Like, yeah. Did they let anybody live from Ophion? I don't Probably know. not at this point, I would think. Yeah. But so Bryce winds up during her kind of like monologue offhandedly talking about things that she knows. She mentions that there's a core of first light and destroying it before Rigolus silences her. Um, so she's like mentioning like, oh, you know, that core of first light, like if it was destroyed and then Regulus just like mm-hmm. shuts that down real quick. So I'm like, huh. I was like, is this the key? Like, do we get rid of this first light and then the Asiri die? Yeah, there's I don't know. something there. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess she's hoping in the like maybe if Rune and Hunt escape, maybe yeah. like if Lydia didn't know, maybe Baxian, who's now there with Mordok. Like we still don't know if Baxian's good or not, but right. maybe. Who I don't knows? know. So, um, but so then he starts to threaten, um, Rune mm-hmm. about like torturing him and getting his dad there to get information. Mm-hmm. And Rune just like kind of ignores it. And he just looks to Bryce and he says, you brought so much joy into my life, Bryce. And I just can't. That is, oh my gosh. Um, so Bryce says, like, you want me to open a portal for you? Fine. But only if you let them go and agree to leave them unharmed forever. So it's like she's striking a bargain. She's trying mm-hmm. to at least get these guys out. Yeah. And I mean, he seemed like amenable to it in the end. But he also goes off onto a little monologue, essentially saying, like, why he had to do things the way he did he's like i couldn't snatch you off the streets like you guys are famous right and he's like but like oh by the way that time you thought you know you were talking to adis like that was me and you're like what yeah excuse me like but he but also know, where has adis been then i don't know but it's crazy that like that conversation kind of changed the trajectory of everything because adis yeah. who was actually rigorous like he basically wanted them to join the rebels and he sent the reapers after them so that they would then go to the bone quarter to right. like test their powers so that they could learn how to do this so that basically she could open the portals yeah for them it's all for the asteri yep but we do find out that apollyon that was a real interaction that was not yes him like impersonating yeah um but they again try to play it off um just be like that's not why we're here like you could check with like celestina Mm -hmm. thinking that like she might have their back and regular says celestina you mean the archangel who reported to me that you'd lied about going to miss quinlan's family so it's Uh, like she 
has not been on their side this whole time. I honestly genuinely thought Celestina was good, especially when they discovered her in the closet with mm-hmm. Hypaxia. I was like, they have to be on like a mutual understanding now. Right. The answer is no. No. Like Hi- Celestina is literally doing anything she can to protect Hypaxia, but it's not even really protecting her. I mean, mm-hmm. they know about it. Like yeah. the Asiri know, but like this is the only way to basically like for them to be okay with it is yeah. she's feeding them information. It sucks. It does suck. Um, okay. And so then Rigolas is asking her about the star on her chest. If she knows like what it is. And she says, let's assume I know nothing. So he tells her that it's a beacon to the world from which the Fae originally came. It's something it sometimes glows when nearest the Fae who have undiluted bloodlines from the world. Prince Cormac, for example, and she says it glows for Hunt. He says it also glows for those who you choose as your loyal companions, knights. I was like, but it doesn't glow for like Rune or Ethan or Declan yeah. or Flynn or like Therian or any of these other boys that are in her no. knights. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that was just like, I thought that was interesting. We'll see. Maybe it's like a different level. Maybe different levels of knighthood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she goes, so what? He says, so that star will lead us back to that world through you. They overthrew our brethren who once ruled there. We have not forgotten. Our initial attempt at revenge was foiled by your ancestor who also bore that star on her chest. The Fae have still not atoned for the deaths of our brothers and sisters. Their homeworld was rich in magic. I crave more of it. Mm. He says death of brothers and sisters. There's more? Are there more? There's got, it's plural for both. So there's got to be a ton of Asteri out there. And it's just like these seven slash now six, I guess just traveled together. Maybe. To like conquer lands. I don't know. Maybe that's who they like were sending reports to. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but she says, my bargain holds. You let Hunt and Rune go freely and unharmed forever and I'll help you. And Rune's like pleading and Hunt's pleading and Rigolas just agrees. Like he says, you may say goodbye as a sign of my gratitude for your assistance. Ugh. And the and these are heartbreaking. These are heartbreaking. Just like turning to Hunt and like there's terror and pain and grief and that's <laughs> all the feels. It is. Um, but he slips something into her chain hands as she puts them around her head. And he tells her, I love you. I wish I'd said it more, but I'd love you, Quinlan. And our love is stronger than time, greater than any distance. Our love spans across stars and worlds. I will find you again. I promise. And stop. It's just so sweet. I know. Oh, and I take it back. He didn't put something in her in her hands. He was whispering in her ear as he put her hands around his neck. Yes. Which we know is the plan. Yes. That he's whispering. Um, so then she switches to Rune. Mm-hmm. And this is where he lets her know about what the Oracle told him as a boy. Mm-hmm. Let's her know, right, that the line would end with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a slightly different perspective on it. He says, maybe she didn't see that you would come along, that you would walk this path. You have to live. I can see it on your face. You don't want to do any of this, but you have to live, Bryce. You have to be queen. And she says, I don't accept that. I don't. And he says, I do. I always have. Whether I die now or whether I'm just infertile, I don't know. Why do you think I partied so hard? And she goes, I don't buy that bullshit for one second. And he goes, it doesn't matter now. Ugh. And then he's mind speaking with her to like grab the star sword when she goes. Um, and he says, it's yours. Take it. You'll need it. You got the chains unhooked. Um, she says, yes. So she used the key that the hind had slipped her, which I'm guessing that's the little conversation that yep. she had whispered in her ear. Um, and he says, good. I told Athelar the signal. He says, you ready? She says, no. <laughs> um, and he says, we need armies, Bryce. We need you to go to hell through the gate and bring hell's armies back with you to fight these bastards. But if Apollyon's cost is too high, don't come back to this world. And I was like, he just wants the best for Bryce. He does. And he loved that. And then he pulls away and says, long live the queen. Which I just love this moment. I picture it so clearly. Yes. I like how that's the signal, too. Yeah. Like, what a line. Uh, 
And then, so that's the signal. And so she plunges into her power. And before the bright hand could shout, she blasts him with starlight. Mm-hmm. We're moving. Oh, yes. So she takes off running. And Pollux goes to, like, try to jump her. But Baxian jumps in. Yes. So, like, he's there. He's good. He's fighting with them openly. Openly. That's the key. It's like yeah. he's officially taking a stand. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so Bryce's heart is just breaking. But she's like, I don't have a choice. I got to get to this gate. Yeah. I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And what else did you notice? So Huntley blasts Bryce with his power as Regulus is just like chasing after her towards the gate. And I can like this scene, I can like vividly picture just like running for the gate. Like it's very much like Harry Potter when they're trying to like escape from the, what is it? The ministry of magic. Yes. They're like running down the halls. And this is very much like the vibe that I picture. Totally. Um, but it's incredible. She's just like, she realizes then like it has all these wards around it, mm-hmm. similar to like what Hypaxia and Ethan had to deal with. And she's just like using her power to like teleport 10 feet, 10 feet, 10 feet, yep. like get closer and closer um, until she like winds up going 10 feet behind Rigolas and just blasts him again with her starlight yep. before getting to like the final place where she's able to just like charge through the gate. And she yep. just like, she jumps and screaming as she's like tugged through. Mm. Ah! it's happening oh my gosh okay chapter 77 77 um hunt gets his first punishment from the hysteria i am sobbing literally (laughs) sobbing when i read this like i I got teary-eyed in this last section yeah it broke my heart yep getting that slave tattoo it's terrible oh so bryce is gone Mm-hmm. Hunt, Rune, and now Baxian <laughs> yeah. are all captured. And it's like they have a Gorzian stone in their mouth, they're around their neck, around their head. Like, like nobody's playing anymore. Oh no. Like we are not escaping. No. No. And they are going they're about to go to the dungeons. Uh-huh. Which makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, but Rigolus says that they're gonna have a short stop before the dungeons. Mm-hmm. And he makes Hunt get on his knees and Pollux holds his head steady. And Regula says, I don't think I need one of the crones this time. And I'm like, to do what? Uh But Hunt seems to know. He just goes, no, no, anything but this. And he starts thrashing. And this is when Regulus puts his hand on his head. Um, The halo tattoo Mm -hmm. goes back onto his head. Yeah. And he's just screaming. And Baxian and Rune are also like cringing in pain. And they're also like, mm-hmm. it pivots to like Baxian starting to think, like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be next. Right. And I wonder, like, can they do that to Rune? I don't know. Also, or is it just the angels? I don't know. I don't But know. he's a slave again. <sighs> I, I hate it. I hate it so much. But it's like they did this right in front of the gate. And Hunt's thinking, said hunt screamed again and as darkness swept in to claim him he wondered if that soul scream not the halo was what regulus wanted if the asteri believed the sound of his suffering might carry through the gate and into hell itself where bryce could hear him then hunt knew nothing at all what does that mean i don't know there are so many like theories about this i know, I know. we have theories in our like talking theories like about does he this. black out I don't. does he forget things i don't know it's a weird phrase to say yeah. after getting this it is. I just. I don't oh, like it. I don't like it. And it makes me so sad, especially if Rune and Baxian are also getting slave tattoos. I know. And I totally forgot that Baxian like fought and became yeah. captured with him. I thought it was just Rune and Hunt for some yeah. reason. Ugh. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. There's also a part of me that's like if the Asteri like was like if Rayless was doing this without the crone mm-hmm. that he referenced like. Is it slightly different? So, like, would that lead to a different experience where Hunt, the first time around, like, remembered things? Mm -hmm. But, like, this time around, could he forget? Because it was Rickless who did it? I don't know. And, like, can Hypaxia no longer remove it if they somehow get free? I don't know. Because the witches are the ones who put them on. Right. But if it wasn't a witch that put this one on, Mm -hmm. could she help? I don't know. I don't know. But we're at chapter 78. (laughs) Ah! Oh my gosh. Where is the summary? Okay. Um, Bryce travels 
to another world. I said fucking mic drop. Volaris. I cannot. I remember reading this for the first time and I was like, is this happening? Is this real? The swirling hands. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dying. Yeah. Oh. Accurate. It's like, I try to think like what it feels like when like all your dreams come true and it's like <laughs> i think it's just because i had seen so many theories and everybody's like the mass multiverse has to exist yeah. and it was like we're all not crazy like yeah. this exists like yeah. sjm made it happen mm-hmm. and it was amazing mm-hmm. and it was just as amazing reading it the second time so exciting so bryce made it to hell uh or yeah, so she, she goes, thinks hell had grass yeah and miss <laughs> i thought that was very entertaining uh, but she's like, yeah, this like grassy lawn next to a river and then is met by a male who has demon wings and is speaking another language. And I was like, OK, that sounds right. Hell. Yep. Um, and this demon, you know, is trying to communicate with her, but can't. So he winds up like signaling for her to put a blindfold on because um, mm-hmm. she's shouting like, I need to see Prince Adis. Like, is this hell? Where am I? Obviously, if you're right. speaking different languages, you don't understand. Um, so he just, you know, puts his blindfold on and winds up like picking her up and flying her to wherever right um and they land and she's like i smell like bread and roses like (laughs) like, is this hell like why does hell smell like bread and roses and i'm like that's a good question i don't know um but she winds up in this home and you know removes her blindfold and then there's like people that just start coming into this home yep and she's demanding to be seen by prince adis to all these people who do not understand her right um and she tries using the ancient language of the fae because she's like i literally that's the only other language i know like why not because she can see that these people are fae yeah like the point of the ears right look so granted their look is like super dated yes they're in like you know, Renaissance era dresses and she's yeah. in like, you know, 21st century, like jeans and a t-shirt kind of vibe. Yeah, she makes, she makes a comment saying that it, they look like they're part of some sort of like fantasy film. Yeah. And that just made me laugh. It killed me. Um, but yeah, so she's demanding to see Prince Adis and uses this ancient language and this small little female reacts to it. Mm-hmm. You're like, does she understand? Mm-hmm. Um, and the female nods to the guy that captured her and she nods at his knife and he like takes it out and it's yeah. like humming and glowing and looks identical to the star sword that she has with her. Oh yeah. And that's, I feel like when everybody like knew that yeah. this was a crossover. Um, but the dagger flared with dark light and the star sword is Gwydion. It's the freaking <laughs> dagger. Ah! Oh my gosh. We knew. We all knew. <sighs> oh we my knew. gosh. And then she just keeps begging. She keeps saying, like, I need to find Prince Adis, like, Apollyon. Like, I need to go to the Prince of the Pit. And this small person tells her that, like, I don't know these people. This world is not hell. She's like, well, then where am I? What world is this? And so, like, immediately starting to panic. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. she's supposed to go to hell to get help. Right. If she's not in hell, she can't get help. Right. And where are Rune and uh, Hunt left after all of that? Where's all of Lunathian? Yeah. Like, where's that whole planet left? Yep. And, like, the the small female tells her, she's like, nobody's spoken this language in, like, 15,000 years. Yeah. So, first off, that female is old AF. <laughs> True. Um, and secondly, like, what does that mean that, yeah. like, like, did she travel f- forward in time? That it's, like or back in time i don't know it just like made me think like did we just change planets or did we also change time I don't because know. it's like how would i don't know it's that, wild yeah um and then another female walks in with a male who looks exactly like rune right she even says rune and it's like he had the same eyes the same hair color the posture the face like i'm like how does this person look exactly like rune it's weird. It's weird. And especially when the female has swirling tattoos on her hands. And you're <laughs> like, oh, I know who that female is. Oh, yeah. I believe she goes by the name of Farah. <laughs> ah! Oh, my gosh. And so she keeps telling her story. She says, my world, Midgard, it's in grave danger. My mate 
I, I didn't mean to come here. I meant to go to hell to get aid from the princes, but I don't know what this world is or how to find hell, and I need your help. She's like, I just need help. Mm-hmm. And that was all that was left to do. And um, the petite one apparently, like, um, was told something by, you know, the fae with the tattooed hands, and she re- reports it back. She says she wants to know what your name is and she tells her my name is Bryce Quinlan and that's when the male steps forward tucks in his wings and smiles slightly before saying in the old language in a voice like glorious night hello Bryce Quinlan my name is Sand. oh I'm dead I'm dead dead it's so epic even reading it a second time I just I freaking love it. And I love how she wrote this chapter. Yeah. And that it's like, you got these like little hints and you're like, oh, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Yeah. And it was like, once I saw the swirling tattoos, I was like, like, this is it. But like freaking Resand, of course he speaks the old language. Of course he does. Yeah. I'm just like. I think they referenced it in Silver Flames at some point. But But I was dead. I was literally freaking out when I read this. Yeah. Oh crossover makes my heart so happy the mass multiverse is real it's so real i can't wait it also makes me so excited because now we can openly talk about it in episodes (laughs) so like this has been such a like gotta rein that back in don't spoil it don't spoil it now we can spoil yes oh Oh my gosh okay last bit it's the epilogue it's the epilogue which is not when i saw there was an epilogue i was like oh this is gonna be epic it's gonna be yeah. Lars. i'm ready yeah i was not expecting it to be ethan yeah not that it's a letdown but, but i was, was so like, amped i was like why yeah. couldn't we have just ended on that we didn't need the epilogue well i'm kind of grateful she didn't because i think i mentioned this to you before is i have that bad habit uh-huh. of books i'm anxious about mm-hmm. flipping to the last page uh-huh. and just like I bet that's probably why she did it because so many people do that. It's not just you, but like, so I, it wasn't spoiled for me because the last page was this Ethan bit. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably why, because if people had grabbed the book and just opened to it when they bought it, like at midnight or whenever it opened, they would have been posting and it would have been spoiled for everyone. Maybe. I don't know. That's just a guess. But anyways, epilogue. Okay. So we're with Ethan. Ethan guards the mystic alpha. What'd you notice? I just love Ethan claiming like these people as his pack and as his family. And it just like made me really happy for him. Then that he's going to do anything he can to protect them. It's sweet. Yeah. So he's just been guarding this mystic and it's a good thing he did because like Amelie's come by. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I made the right choice. Like they were gonna come after her, which is crazy to me. Yeah. But, um, but so then he gets a call from Flynn. Yeah. Who catches him up a bit. He says, mm-hmm. shit went down. Um, and, you know, Ethan's about to ask a question. And he says, Rune and Athelar have been taken prisoner by the Asteri. Dex saw it on the palace feeds. Therian called from the Death Charger pod to say that Cormac's dead. And he goes, Bryce? And Flynn says, she disappeared. You got to come hear it from Deck. And he goes, is she alive? And then Flynn says, the last we saw her in this world, she was. And he's like, in this world? Ugh. And Flynn's like, you just, you have to see it for yourself. We need you. Yeah. And Ethan's like, I can't. He's like, we are friends now, Wolf. Get your furry ass over here. And you're like, this is your pack now, Ethan. Yeah. You can't just abandon them. They need you. Yeah. But he also has this purpose. And he's like, right? I can't leave her either. No. So he comes up with a little plan he's gonna break down the door which he does and he like basically pleads to the mystic wolf he's like slowly trying to wake her up and he's like pleading that she come with him yeah um and he's like you know he lost his brother his brother's pack the pack that would have one day been his but this this one he wouldn't lose would fight until the bitter end to protect it and he's just like oh feels i know and it ends when the lost fender air opens her eyes. Oh, epic. Epic. And that's the end. That's the end of CC2. What the hell are we going to do for four more months? Oh, oh my gosh. It's insane. It's insane. This book is crazy. Yeah. And this is why when people are like, 
oh, I'm not really interested in Crescent City. I can't really get through CC1. I'm like, you need to suck it up. Yeah. I don't care how you feel. Yeah. Read the damn book. Well, that was my sister. I was talking when I went on her bachelorette trip, me and her friend had both read the books and oh. we were talking about CC2. And I was like, wait, Julia, you've read this before, right? She's like, no. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, Julia, my heart is like dying inside. I was like, how have you not read this? She's like, I couldn't get through the first few chapters. I was like, just suck it up and like skim. It doesn't matter. I cannot believe I know. That. I was like, how can I not talk openly about the mass multiverse with my sister? <laughs> terrible i was like how do i not spoil but spoil yeah. oh it's so hard just read yes. the book just read the book anywho okay well we hope y'all enjoyed this has been such a fun season it's been so good yeah so we still have our mini sewed this week mm-hmm. but just reminder october 30th season eight yes seasonella of the authors yes um all right we hope you guys enjoyed and we'll talk to you in a few weeks bye bye Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.